You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Welcome to the Evolving Truths Podcast. I'm Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hi, mom. Hey, Alexis. How are you doing? I love that. I am doing well, actually. It's a Saturday morning. I did not really sleep in. Let me not try and fool myself, but I'm feeling decent, just kind of going at my own pace. And yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually a little bit tired because I got up this morning to take a friend to the airport at 3 a.m. Oh, I forgot you did that. Yeah. I drove down and then got back home. And then the pups that I'm currently watching were like, yes, let's play. And it's time to be awake. And so I had to let them get that out of their system a little bit. And then crawled back into bed for an early morning nap. It was still dark outside while all of this was going on. And so, yeah, I went and grabbed myself a breakfast burrito and a very large Pepsi. And I'm here. That seems absolutely reasonable. Also, that was very nice of you to do that for your friend, but we always do that for the people that we love. Um, yes. And also he always Venmos me money and I'm like, not necessary. But in addition to his multitude of thank yous, I guess it's another way for him to show appreciations. And being one who sometimes needs rides to the airport at ridiculous hours of the day, I get it. So I was happy to do it. I have a little win I'd like to celebrate with you before we dive into today's conversation. Do it. Last night, went to dinner. I have some family in town and walked to the restaurant that is just up the street from my house, sat at the restaurant for the entire dinner and walked home and I did not wear a hat or put my sunglasses on the entire time. I had my sunglasses with me just in case I needed them. And there were a couple of times because I was facing the street that like headlights would come by and I kind of had to duck behind the people's head, but that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Nice, Alexis. Thank you. It's really important to take a moment and celebrate those things. And sometimes you're doing it specifically for your health and the symptoms that you've had to deal with because of your migraine. So you notice these little things and are probably more aware of them than others might be. Yet all of us in our lives can probably find areas where we can find those little things, especially if we're working towards a goal, trying to make a behavior change like finding those little wins and then really celebrating them and both for ourselves and then sharing them with others as you just did with the fam bam. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for letting me celebrate in this space. Of course. Okay. Are you ready to dive in today's conversation? I am. Introvert and extrovert. Now this is a concept that I seriously feel like dictates a lot in society. And I also think that it should. So we're going to be pulling this apart today. 
and not as experts, mind you, as Alexis and Shannon. Absolutely. This is just what we have learned about it and how we framed it personally, how I've learned how to frame it, I guess. (laughs) And then mom and I are going to have a conversation about it. When you first hear the words introvert and extrovert, my question to you, mom, is what comes to mind? When I hear the terms extrovert and introvert, immediately I think of an extrovert as someone who's extra, like they're out there. Introvert tends to be a little quieter, maybe more reserved. I also feel like society almost labels extrovert as quote unquote better than an introvert. Almost like being an extrovert is supposed to be a better thing. And people who are introverted almost have to apologize for it. That may be fading. Like it might not be as much like that anymore, but I definitely grew up with that belief. Absolutely. The perception that being an extrovert has a more positive connotation tied to it. Seemingly the successful people that we see in the world are extroverts or something along those lines. Before I learned very much about these topics, I typically equated extrovert to being outgoing and introvert to being shy. So I would say that we have fairly similar initial thoughts about it. With that being said, what an extrovert and an introvert actually are is based around how we as individuals get recharged in life. For example, an introvert is going to be able to recharge their system and get re-energized by spending more time by themselves or not around a large group of people. On the flip side of that coin, the extrovert gets energized, gets recharged in life by being around others. And that type of activity fuels them. The opposite is also true, right? So for someone who is extroverted, time alone or too much time alone is almost like draining to them. It's not beneficial for them. For an introvert, too much time with people or in those social situations can be draining for them. Totally. Evolving truth is all about looking at ourselves, right? So what do you consider yourself to be, mom? I am an extrovert. I have, however, noticed as I've gotten older that I do find more times when I am okay being alone, I guess, and that I actually need that alone time. And coming from a place of where we get energy, as someone who definitely has more of an extroverted personality, I get that energy from group things. Yet, I also feel like I am really starting to get more energy from those times alone. So now... I'm going to maybe make myself 60-40 extra intro, but I would not say I've always been that way. How about you? 
I absolutely respect that it can change. And I completely agree with you because growing up, and I'm not sure if anyone else had this experience, but in high school and college, I took some of those like personality tests typically related to career placement or trying to figure out what you might like to do in life. And those tests, I want to say back then, but also it wasn't that long ago, (laughs) but how we weight introvert, extrovert now, Mm -hmm. as far as personal and professional development, I think is a much smaller model, meaning the personality development and leadership assessment of our qualities I think has gotten more advanced in the last 10 years is where I'm going with this. But originally when I first started taking these tests in high school and first part of college, I would test pretty consistently nearly 50-50, 49-51. And sometimes they would flip-flop. Sometimes introvert would be higher and sometimes extrovert would be higher. So I always found that kind of interesting. And I also found it a bit confusing because I was supposed to be taking these tests as a way to point me in one direction or the other, kind of help me pick a path as to what I might find fulfilling in life. And then it was like right down the middle. I'm like, well, this didn't give me an answer. (laughs) As you were saying that I looked it up. What if someone is both or can you be both? And the term that I came across is ambivert, someone who exhibits a strong balance of both introvert an extrovert. So maybe you've been that your whole life and they just didn't know how to put that in the test. Exactly. There wasn't a gray column. (laughs) However, as I have gotten older and as my health has changed, I would say that I more heavily lean towards the introvert side now than I ever have before. I get re-energized spending time alone or in smaller groups than in a big environment. And I do find those bigger environments now much more draining and overstimulating and often too much. Okay, so we've established our understanding of it. I 100% agree or think that we have both acknowledged that it can change for people. I don't think that you're locked into it just because that's what you've been told you are or you identify with. And so my next question is, if you do resonate on the introvert side of things, how can you still tell yourself that this is not a limiting belief holding you back? Oh, I can't be successful because I'm shy. Oh, I can't talk to people because I'm introverted. Do you let it stop you? Well, I can't really speak from the place of being one who identifies a lot with being an introvert, because I think when it comes to people, the extrovert piece is still a part of me, but I think finding ways maybe in smaller groups or with groups that you know you're going to have more things in common with, if you are an introverted person, could be areas to kind of have to step out a little bit and test that. I'm thinking about a few episodes ago when we had Jamie on with us from Compost Queen. Also, if you haven't listened to those episodes, please do talk about great experience of a 
female entrepreneur and success story of a business, but she talks about being extremely introverted and taking her husband, who is the exact opposite with her to events. And then the times that she has to go alone, she said she literally put herself in her husband's shoes. Like she would think, what would Max do? And then she would do that. So I think that'd be one tip or one tool that could be used. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you went back to that conversation with Jamie, because really I was thinking the same thing. And also after I asked you that question, I was like, I'm asking this question to two people that halfway identify as extroverts. So maybe we're not the experts on this. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's important for people who are extroverts in social situations, let me bring that lens into it, to be more aware of some who may be there that are not extroverts. Like we might notice them kind of standing off to the side or sitting at a table alone, finding it difficult maybe to make eye contact. And so taking the initiative to approach those individuals and maybe toning ourselves down just a little bit because we might find meeting new individuals exciting and this is fun. What kind of conversation can we have? And so I can see myself coming in like, hey, I'm Shannon. How are you? What brings you here? And for an introvert, that's like, whoa, you are a lot. I need you to back off a little bit. And so being more aware of myself, noticing others, making adjustments as I approach them to help them feel comfortable in that space. I was going to say absolutely again, but I'm pretty sure I've said it three times in a row. So That is your word today. Absolutely. It is being able to make space for others to be able to talk. I see it as the parallel to an introvert needing to find the courage within themselves to get a little uncomfortable to speak up or to share their ideas or to open up. I think that's a really good comparison of what an extrovert can do to be self-aware and to know how to make the space more comfortable for everyone. Yeah. I mean, some of my closest friends would definitely identify as introverts and some of my deepest, most meaningful and thought-provoking conversations are had with them. So if those of us who have more of that extroverted personality or are comfortable in those situations don't make space for that and opportunities to do that and engage with those individuals, we're probably really missing out. Go ahead, say it. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's stay with that for a second because you and I have identified as extrovert leaning, what have been some things that we've done to become more self-aware of this? I think the first one is becoming friends with people that are different than us. Agreed. Yeah. I still remember like my bestie and I met working at a domestic violence shelter And to this day, we both remember a conversation that happened in my office. 
that at that point I was like, oh, we're going to be friends. And it really just required me to pause. We say that often here, the power in the pause. And my life is so much richer and fuller because she's in it. Another friend who I met also at the domestic violence shelter would identify the same way. And again, just getting to know her and learning more about struggles that she deals with in social situations and trying to put herself out there and me pausing to recognize those differences acknowledging still how much she brings to my life. And I know she could bring to others life. And I think releasing judgment about it as well. Again, I feel like society sometimes makes it like extroverts are quote unquote better. That's how we want to be. And I don't think that's, that's true at all. So shout out to those introverts in my life. I love that. And what I hear or where I really see this going is being able to say to ourselves, I don't know everything. And there are people in my life, everyone can teach us something. If we're willing to open up our minds, if we're willing to zip our mouths for just a little bit longer and find out other people's perspectives Mm -hmm. and be curious about their experience because it's from a different lens. It's from a different point of view. I also have been a very strongly opinionated person, I think my entire life. Yes. I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry at the same time. Nothing you need to apologize for. You're welcome. And you're not welcome (laughs) all at the same time. (laughs) I applaud you for it. Thank you. It did take me a while to realize that I could learn from everyone, but I'm grateful to have that mindset now. Also, I just said thank you to the introverts in my life. And I'd like to revisit that because that's labeling someone. And again, where this seems to really be sticking with me that we label someone as an extrovert or an introvert, whereas it's part of their personality, right? So I'm thankful for those in my life that are more introverted and what they bring not only to my life, but to others in it and those around. And we also know that balance is needed with those that are more extroverted. And many like you, it seems, that are ambiverts. And when you're saying ambiverts, that's with a B as in baby or P as in pool. B as in baby. And here I just labeled you. So those who more display ambivert, Personalities. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you have to criticize yourself too much about labels in this conversation because we literally are having a conversation about labels. We are. I had a conversation this week with my health coach through my neurologist office. I get to have monthly calls with a life coach that is specific to those of us dealing with neuro challenges, cognitive challenges. And part of the conversation that we had this week was about the label of disability. And that's something that I'm wrapping my head around very similarly to last year when I was doing the work of saying, oh, wow, I'm now in this chronic illness category. 
the definition of disability is basically that you're, it's, it's actually really similar to what a chronic illness is. Essentially, your day-to-day life has to change because of something. You make adaptations, you have to do something different for whatever reason. That's what disability means. And in this conversation with her, again, just staying with the theme of labels, we were talking about the workplace and how because of my health, I now have to, I now get to request reasonable accommodation to be able to perform my work and to be able to do the best job that I can do. Well, in the workplace and in HR, that reasonable accommodation then puts me in the category of disability. And then I'm over here as a 31-year-old who has been a very active individual in my entire life. I've never really been inhibited in any major ways. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about saying disability. I was grateful because she encouraged me to continue spending more time unpacking this for myself and being able to say, I have a disability versus I am disabled. So that's something that I'm working with. But when it comes to labels, and I think this takes me back to what my original question was, even though we decided that maybe you and I weren't the ones to answer it because we don't identify solely as introverts. But when we're sitting with a label that we have on ourselves, moving it out of the way so that it's not a limiting block or belief in your life doesn't mean that you're not acknowledging it as a variable for yourself. I don't have to let the fact that I need accommodation, which by definition rolls up to having a disability, define me as I am disabled. I don't have to let the fact that now I consider myself more introverted define me as I can't still find success in the world and I can't still create a career talking to people, even though I now get recharged laying in the middle of my bed in my robe watching Netflix. Right now I'm watching Glow Up on Netflix. That recharges me, except for the fact that sometimes I stay up too late watching it because I am so into it. I love that show so much. And we found it by such an accident. Absolutely. All of these contestants basically have such a passion for what they're doing. I love watching that. I love watching them do it. And I think it does recharge me because then I see them living their life and pursuing their dreams. And when I turn off the TV, I'm like, wow, I want to go put action into my passions, my dreams as well. Yeah. And when we are talking about this, having an either extroverted personality or an introverted personality on the show, we see those different personalities and some have talked about being more introverted or have referred to themselves as shy or having social anxiety, feeling difficult to get out from that. And yet they've used makeup as a way to express themselves, as a way to grow, as a way to get out there. So to that point, and I think a great place to close this conversation is find that for yourself, whether you are 
more introverted or extroverted or ambiverted, find that thing that you can use to get you out there. To get your self-expression out there. Yeah. Because regardless of what category you're in or what category you put yourself in or feels right and resonates for you, everyone deserves to get to take up space in this universe. And Mm. you have a light inside of you that is meant to be shown and you have a talent that is a gift. Amen. So just to sum up, this has been such a fun conversation. And I don't know if you've been taking notes, mom, but I've come up with four points. Right. Because no, I took no notes. Okay, cool. I mean, sometimes you're the note taker. So I don't know if you were jotting things down over there, but here's where, here's what I've come to becoming friends with people that are different than us. The second one is having the mindset that everyone can teach us something. So maybe the second one should be number one and number one should be number two because they're driving force. I don't know, chicken before the egg type of situation there. The third point I wrote down was our attachment to the labels that we put on ourselves. And then the fourth one being, I have an expression that deserves to see the light of day in this world. I love that. This is a fun conversation. Thanks for having it with me. I was just going to say that to you. Get out of my head, Alexis Ray. If mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please leave a five-star rating of the show. Leave a review. Follow the show on whatever platform you are listening and send this episode to an introvert, an ambivert, or an extrovert in your life. We will be back next week. Until then, please remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.